Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 91. You really want to use that time to get to know the students and try to start assessing whether or not you were a good fit for the school. And that's what I think the the most important thing about that interview, uh, the night before the interview, is. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and I believe that competition amongst your pre-med and medical student peers is detrimental to becoming a great physician. In this podcast, we show you how collaboration, hard work, and honesty are critical to becoming a superior physician in today's healthcare environment. Hey, if you're planning on taking the MCAT anytime soon, go to freemcatgift.com and download our 30-plus page report all about the MCAT. It even includes some discount codes for MCAT prep. Also, don't forget about premedlife.com, our partner magazine here at the medical school headquarters. You can find them at premedlife.com. Today, I have Dr. Greg Politis back again for the fourth time. Now, if you remember, we had Dr. Politis recently back in session 88 where we talked all about how to write a personal statement for medical school. You can find that inter- that interview at medicalschoolhq.net slash 88 as an episode 88. He was also with us back in session 35, where we talked about fixing a medical school application after starting pre-med poorly. So what you as a pre-med can do if you started off on the, on the wrong foot and, and maybe got some poor grades what you can do to show admissions committees that you can handle medical school. His first time with us, with us was back in session 23. Again, you can find that medicalschoolhq.net slash 23, where we talked about uh, a lot of his journey, pre-med life in general, and the program that he runs at Wash U called med prep. It's a course for pre-med students all about the pre-med path. It's kind of like our podcast, but you get course credit for it. It's kind of cool. So again, episodes 23, 35, 88, and now here in session 91. Dr. Politis is an amazing guy to give us his time. He teaches at the undergrad school at Wash U. He teaches at the medical school 
at WashU in St. Louis, and he's on the admissions committee there, volunteers his time for the admissions committee there. So he knows what he's talking about, and he's going to join us today and talk about the medical school interview, something that is anxiety-provoking for a lot of students out there because it's your first big interview for the most part, unless you had to do one for undergrad or you're a non-traditional student and have interviewed for work. So we're going to start by talking about what you should do once you get that interview request in the mail and if you should start preparing for the interview and how you should start preparing for the interview. So Greg, let's go ahead and start there. Should I, if I'm applying and I get that letter in the mail, should I start preparing for an interview right there and what should I do? Well, I I think number one, yes, preparing is is very important. When a student uh, shows up for their interview, they really need to have done a little bit of uh, prep work uh, about the school before they show up. Uh, because one of the last things you want to do is to have an applicant show up and during the portion of the interview where you can ask questions uh, to to ask questions that really can be found on the website. Um, it really just doesn't show uh, a true genuine interest in the school if, if, you, uh, if you don't at least know something about the school. So that's the, uh, the first thing I would do. Um, and really all the other uh, – preparation that we'll talk about uh, in this podcast is something that you can do before you even get your first interview. Yeah. And it's funny, you mentioned don't questions that maybe are answered on the website. I would hope that students are doing a lot of this review <clears throat> beforehand, before they even are getting those invitations because I, I would hope that they're reviewing schools that they're applying to, to make sure that that's where they want to go anyway. Right. I, I think that's, um, I think that's probably the case. You know, the average number of interviews that, that most applicants apply to the average is 14 schools uh, you, from year to year. It's always 13 to 14. And, uh, you know, it, there probably is a certain degree of applying to a school because of either the reputation or the name without knowing much else about it. I think when it comes time to getting down into the nitty gritty about a school, uh, you can, you can start doing that a little bit later after maybe you've interviewed and seen the school. You know, if, if you really don't have a preference, uh, between traditional curricula and problem-based learning, uh, you could probably put that on hold until you see the school. And then if you get accepted, then that, can be something you, you weigh a little bit more heavily. But knowing, you know, some generalities about the school and the, the class and, and that, that kind of thing I think is an important uh, thing that students should do. Okay. So I get the email to for an invitation, and I realize that I'm going to be out of the country. Are there kind of concessions for students that might not be around for an interview in person? Well, that really depends on the school. Um, I would think that most schools would not have um, too many concessions for that. And the reason is, is because, you know, the interview isn't just about us uh, meeting you. It's about you meeting us and meeting our students and seeing our school and really seeing if this is the right place for you. And that's just something you can't do through Skype. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that personal uh, that personal interaction and meeting is is really important. Okay. As as I am preparing for an interview that I have next month or a couple months later, what what should I be thinking about in that preparation? Maybe maybe walk us through these steps of preparing so that on interview day I'm ready to rock. Okay. So the first thing is, like I mentioned, uh, you know, understand the school, uh, explore their website, know a little bit about uh, about the school. Uh, and then the other thing I would say is you really want to be prepared uh, for specific content areas. And what I mean by that is uh, you want to make sure that you kind of know the hot topics that are in the news, at least enough that you can intelligently discuss them. And in so, my- so, so you would mean like – Obamacare right now is in the news. Exactly. You know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. I mean, if you if you uh, show up in an interview and you're completely uninformed about the PPACA, um, that's not good. Okay. You really want to uh, to understand uh, what's you know the, the the main the major points of it, and and have an, an opinion that you're willing to discuss. Now, here's the the tricky part: is students often ask me. If I um, state an opinion on something, if I'm asked about my opinion, is is that kind of a, a dangerous area? And what I think is you should be able to form an opinion and discuss it in a way uh, that also shows a respectful uh, tone towards someone who has a differing opinion. And at least when I when I think of those who serve on our admissions committee. Uh, we're not really looking for what your opinion is as much as we are your ability to defend it, how well your your thoughts are informed, thoughts, and that you also demonstrate respect and the knowledge that other people have other opinions as well. When you approach it that way, if you if your opinion is diametrically opposed to what I believe, but you've thought about it, I can tell you thought about it, that's your opinion, that's fine. That is fine. So that's that again falls in that category of not trying to overthink things. You don't want to try to to just give uh, the interviewer an answer that you think they want to hear, but but one that you've really based on on uh, information and research and understanding that. And the PPACA is a complex enough topic that that's something that I think students should kind of have a a uh, real time knowledge of. And pay attention as things are changing. I mean, if, if you have an interview two months from the day you get your interview letter, there could be some changes in that those two months that, that come up, you know, the week before your interview. So you really need to stay on top of that. And um, other areas I think you should be prepared for uh, are really any other kind of uh, hot topics in the news. Uh, now, some of these, I think, could fall into the area where they're kind of uncomfortable areas. And to be honest with you, I don't dive into these because I, th- I just, I don't like to have an, an interview experience where the student feels like they're put on the spot where they feel like they're under a, a hot light, you know, being interrogated. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's the approach that we, I know from, from our admissions committee, we want students to leave St. Louis with a great feeling about their experience. And it's not meant to be, 
this analytical process where they feel like they're being grilled. But with that being said, you know, medical schools do things in different ways. So you may go to a medical school that could bring up the topic of, you know, um, you know, medical ethics topics, uh, late term abortion. That's one I would never go into. I think that just kind of can derail the interview. But what if that were to come up? Why not be prepared and have an idea of what you would say? And in med prep, I tell our students, I go through some of these kind of uh, difficult areas. I say, at least think about them enough that you won't be thrown off guard, that you could at least have an opinion about. Um, stem cell research, for example. Um, tort reform, medical malpractice, uh, those kind of things. Think about them enough, research them enough, be informed about it and be able to defend your thoughts on it. And hopefully you will not have an experience where some of these really kind of uncomfortable questions will come up, but you always want to be more prepared uh, than, you know, than you would have otherwise if, if you just didn't want to go into that area. All right, so understanding the school, preparing for some of these hot topics in the news, specific kind of content stuff, what's the next step somebody should do? Well, I think a couple things. Now, this is backtracking a little bit, but the application picture that you have before you go, you know, when when decisions are made to interview, it's based on your entire application. Uh, And that entire application also includes your application picture. Uh, And when we look at your application and we see somebody who is, you know, is, is looks affable, looks, uh, you know, um, clean cut enough, you know, that they, they, uh, and they took time to, to have a nice picture. I think that's an important thing. So, because we put that all together, if I see someone's application picture and they've got a nice smile and they, they look professional, this is somebody that I want to meet. So really the interview starts with, with that as well as the rest of your application. Um, so, uh, so the next steps I think really is when you, when you go to the interview, uh, many schools offer some kind of event, either the night before or, or the day of. And, uh, I think that's also number one, something you should attend. We've, I've seen applicants before that, that came in and I, I always asked them, did you go to the student pizza party last night? Uh, just to find out if they got good information. And if they say, yes, I did. I, I tend to just say, so what did you learn about our school? If a student says, no, I really didn't get it. I, I didn't go, go to it. Well, if they, they had a late flight, that's fine. But you know, if you decided you didn't want to go cause you had a friend in town from college and you wanted to, you know, meet up with them, you know, that doesn't really send a great signal, you know, that, you know, this is a, a big thing. This is, you know, don't you want to learn as much about our school as possible? So I would say if there is an event, go, if you can only get a flight that gets you into town at 10 PM and you miss that 7 PM event, that's okay. I think in my books, you know, schools are going to understand that. But, um, remember, uh, to always be on your best behavior anytime you are at any kind of event. Um, are there, are there, do you guys have spies out at these events? No, we don't. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and our events aren't, aren't really ones in which you could necessarily, you know, get yourself into trouble. I think, um, you know, residency interviews are a little bit different because, you know, residency interviews, you may go out, you know, for dinner or, you know, go have a drink or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's more potential there to, you know, 
to overdo it, make a fool of yourself, uh, say something inappropriate. Uh, but still, the night before, um, you should kind of in the back of your head think, you know, I should be on my best behavior because saying something inappropriate or doing something inappropriate, you know, it's a small environment. You know, that could get back to, you know, to those who, who do make the decision. But no, we do not. We, we don't want our students to feel like they are under a spotlight. So it's, it's not like that at all. Um, but you, you really want to use that time to get to know the students and try to start assessing whether or not you were a good fit for the school. And that's what I think the, the most important thing about that interview, uh, the night before the interview, is, is learn about those things about the, the school that maybe you might not feel comfortable to ask during, during the interview. Or, you know, if, if you ask students, so where do you guys like to go out? You know, that's a question you ask a, a fellow medical student. It's easier to ask that than to ask the 70-year-old, you know, <laughs> retired surgeon. And, and so, um, so, you know, that going to that night before, I think, is an important thing. And, uh, and I think it also will help kind of break the ice and students will be a little bit less nervous. And they learn kind of the personality of, of the students. And I think that's a great thing. It's very uh, important. I, I've talked to students that said, you know what? My number one school I've had, number one as an undergrad, number one since I was a little kid. This is where I wanted to go to medical school. And then I went there. Right. And it, just the vibe wasn't what I expected it to right. be. It just wasn't. And that's okay. And that's what this is for, right. is to experience that's exactly that. Right. right. You know, it's all about assessing fit. Mm-hmm. And just because you may not feel like you're a great fit for a particular place doesn't mean it's it's not a great place. It's just, uh, and, and, you know, that vague term fit. Uh, how do you define that? You can't. It's a gut feeling, and, it, and it's a, a place where you say, you know, I, I just feel like I belong. I think I would be happy here. And, um, and so that's, that's why you need to take the time to, to meet the students. The students are really the ambassador of the school, the ambassadors of the school. They, they really uh, are the ones who, you know, we can say as much as we want, and we can show them uh, as much as we can about the school. But, but when they meet the students, that's, that's really the, the the crucial thing. And so if you miss that opportunity by not getting to, to, to meet some students, I would even say, you know, if you uh, get in town late the night, the night before the interview and there was some event that was their primary way for you to see the students that I would, I would even say, try in some way while you're there the next day after your interview is over to try to meet some students. Okay. So, um, so I think that's the main thing now, you know, the, the morning of, depending on the school, you'll, you may have uh, uh, some in, introduction to the school, either through a slideshow or, or a presentation. You may have a, a breakfast with, uh, with students. Um, I, would, I would say, of course, you, you go to all those. You know, you don't, you don't really, uh, anything that, I would just say anything that's optional, I would still go to. You're only going to be in town for a very brief period of time. You really have a lot of information you, want to, you need to absorb about the place. And uh, I would say take advantage of that. Don't be hesitant to ask questions. Uh, I think that's another fear that students have. Um, I've never, ever been uh, taken aback by a question a student has. If they, if they have a question, I'm here to give them information. And uh, I, I want them to feel free to ask me anything. I, if I can't answer it because it's really more of a student-oriented kind of question, uh, then I'll try to get the information for them from a student. And so I – try to always end the interview by saying, if you think of something 
later that you, you know, that you can't think of now and you want more information, just let me know and I'll, and you know, I can connect you with a student uh, if you want to, to talk with or, or something. So, you know, the, the information gathering is not over once the interview stops. Students will still have the opportunity to learn more about the school. And that's an important piece of, of the interview is that, that kind of rebuttal. Okay, I've, I've been asking you questions this whole time. Now it's time to ask me some. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of students go in unprepared and so they don't have anything to, to ask and say, nope, I don't have any questions. Yeah. And that just makes it look like you're not very interested. Right, right. But then you have to go back to, well, don't ask black and white questions that you can get off the website, too. Right, right. We've been doing a lot of mock interviews for, for some of the members of, of the Academy. And, and one of the questions that they asked at the end of this mock interview was, if your daughter was applying to medical school, would you want them to go here? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a very interesting question. Yeah, it's it's an opinion based question, and mm-hmm. it it mm-hmm. makes the interviewer possibly think a little bit more. Right. What's what's the most interesting question you've gotten from a student? Um, that's hard to say. I think um, you know, some students will ask those kind of questions. I I think I think just in general, it's probably it's probably good to be careful about not making a, asking a question that sounds too analytical or too kind of clever. Um, I also likewise avoid those kind of questions in an applicant. You know, the ones that really try to get into an applicant's head to, you know, because I, I don't know how I would interpret that. You know, I'm not going to ask you if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Cause <laughs> you told me you wanted to be a, you know, an oak tree. I guess that means you're strong. You have a strong character. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, is that I think that just uh, if you look at a if you look at a really good interview, it's it should be like an effortless conversation. You know, just like when you meet a patient for the first time, a patient will make a uh, kind of an assessment of you very early on uh, when they shake your hand and they look you in the eye, and that's why it's so important to be look professional, act professional to make that great first impression. I think it's the same way with the interview. You know, when you meet somebody and they smile and they're affable, they're likable, right off the bat, you've established a rapport in the very initial parts of the interview. So likewise, when you're ending an interview, I think going out on a good note is a good way. And and questions that I've had that I think are really good questions uh, are are ones like – so you obviously like your school. Uh, why did you stay on? Now, in my case, because the students learn about us. They know who, they're gonna inter- who is going to interview them. Uh, we have that information for them. So, so they do their research. They, they look us up on the Internet. We, we know that. And, and, um, and so they say, oh, I understand you did your residency training here. Why is it that you decided to, to stay here at WashU? I think that's a good question. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, Ultimately, though, the, the interview is about them and what, what's interesting to them. So uh, if a student asks these questions early on in the process, I, I, I'll, I'll give a brief answer, but then redirect it to them because it's really about them. At the end, when they ask questions like that, then I'll you know, take a short period of time and explain that. But I think asking questions like that, uh, asking someone if you genuinely are interested about their research um, – I think that's that's always a, a good question. You know, again, it. Uh, 
I would never look at an applicant and penalize them because they didn't have questions at the end. I mean, uh, I don't even look at anything in terms of a penalty. That's not even the right way to say it. But I don't look at it as a negative if a student doesn't have questions. But if you if you really are worried about that as a student, asking some kind of, uh, you know, very uh, uh, kind of friendly questions to kind of end on a good note uh, about their their specialty or about their research, about their preference for this, you know, what they like about the school. I think that's usually a good way to go. Okay. I brought up mock interviews uh, just a minute ago, and we haven't talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. What do you see as a role for mock interviews for students in preparation for the medical school interview? I think they are incredibly important, and I would recommend that every student uh, do a mock interview. And the reason is, is that you really don't notice some of the nervous habits that you may have uh, until you have had a chance to have someone kind of critique your performance afterwards. And I think it's a, it's a good thing to do. You, you will kind of recognize uh, some things that will just help you polish your interview skills. Um, and I, I used to do mock interviews a while back, and you would have students that would fidget, um, some that would say um too much. You'd have uh, those that would maintain good eye contact, some students who wouldn't answer the question. You know, that's very important. You're asked a question, and, you know, do you actually answer the question, or, or do, you, do you kind of, you know, trail off into another area? You know, are your answers appropriate to the question that's being asked in terms of length, uh, if if you, you know, most questions, most interviews are going to start out with a simple question, you know, welcome, uh, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that tell me about yourself, uh, you know, that's that's something that in a mock interview you can kind of fine tune because how much of yourself do you want to tell in an introductory question like that? I've seen some students that start out and say, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh and I've got two brothers and sisters. My father's a, a gastroenterologist and you know, uh, my mother is a banker and, um, I've wanted to be a physician since I was, you know, eight years old and I'm really looking forward, uh, you know, to starting down this path to me, that's kind of a nice little intro, mm-hmm. but then I've had others that, that could go on, you know, for 15 minutes and reciting their whole CV. Well, and again, it, it turns into the same thing as like, you know, like a personal statement and the, the, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, but if you can, just feel comfortable with introducing yourself in kind of a, a, a nice way because you will have time in your interview to, to let all that unfold. And so you, uh, that's where a mock interview can really help you just to kind of, uh, kind of lay it out and, uh, and kind of start the process, start the, you know, developing a rapport. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think that's, I think everyone should do a mock interview. Yeah, and and try to get it recorded as as best you can. I think everybody has video cameras in their pockets these days with phones. Right. So, right, record it so that you can watch yourself with these nervous ticks that you may have. Right, and then I think one of the most important things is I've had comments, students watching back their recording, going, "Wow, it sounded so much better in my head." And then once you actually say it out loud, because I, I don't right. think a lot of students prepare. By talking out loud, they just think about things. Right. And then exactly. once, once it comes out of their mouth, they're like, that's totally different than what I was thinking. Oh, no, that's exactly right. That's okay. why I don't like to listen to these podcasts after I do them, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, wow, I, I said um a lot, didn't I? 
<laughs> you were just critiquing them for saying um. Yes, that's, that's right. And then that's I right. and then I did it. Uh, yeah, that's all right. You're, this isn't a medical school interview, so it's okay. no. That's right. That's right. You're allowed. <laughs> all right. So another big thing that that maybe we can talk about is appearance. Everybody worries. Should I wear? A, do I have to wear a suit? Does it have to be black? What do I? I'm a female. Do I have to wear a dress? Do I have to wear a pants suit? As an admissions committee member, are you guys taking snapshots of everybody? Going, wow, they they just totally didn't dress up enough for this one, or or their well, their heels were way too big. No, we aren't. Um, what I would say first of all, going back again uh, to the application pictures. That's where I, I do see, uh, I have seen, and not a lot, but I have seen uh, very quirky application pictures. I've seen, I saw one individual who applied without wear, uh, without a shirt on, uh, and that was in his medical school application picture. So, uh, you know, I think it's best to, the way you want to look at this is, the reason, the advice that I give about being relatively conservative in your appearance is the fact that. Why bring attention to something that is not going to influence the decision for you uh, in this process that really should be a kind of a neutral effect? So someone's clothing should really have a neutral effect. There's no one that's going to come in uh, and I'm going to go, holy cow, you know, um, this person isn't really competitive for our school, but their dress is just incredible. Let's bring them in. We need to have, you know, (laughs) we need to have them because that dress, that, that suit was just, it was just incredible. So what I would say is be professional. Uh, you do not need to go out and, and buy a, uh, you know, an expensive outfit at all. Um, but it should be something that doesn't raise question marks or just kind of make you think, what, what was that person thinking? So that's where the kind of the conservative appearance of either maybe a navy blue or a black suit, uh, that's fine. And I've also heard some students say, well, I hear everyone wears a navy blue suit, so I'm not going to do that. But that's not how you want to be standing out is based on on what suit you were wearing uh, or dress. Um, and so so I would say dress professional, dress where when someone looks at you, it, it's really a non-issue. Um, dress should not even be entering into the mind of of an applicant in a positive or negative. It's just you you look professional and and it's as simple as that. Um, I've had questions. Should I wear, you know, the really bright tie, the quirky thing that, you know, if you wear something and it, it, um, I just don't think that that's necessary for you to, to stand out. And depending on who you're interviewing with, um, you never know the personality of the, of the person you're interviewing, uh, who may be very just, just not quite understand, huh, why didn't you choose, you know, uh, that Garfield tie with <laughs> the, you know, uh, so I would just say dress, dress conservative and, uh, and be, uh, be clean, be clean and appropriate. And I would say, yes, every, every medical school uh, applicant, every male applicant should be wearing a suit and a tie. Um, and, uh, and every female applicant should be dressed very professionally as well. Uh, and, um, you know, you should really be kind of in your Sunday best for your interview. Let's put it that way. Okay. It's an important day. Yeah, that's right. One of the, the things now is a change 
to the MMI for a lot of schools, the multi-mini interview, the multiple mini interview. So you have the MMI, you have open interviews, you have closed interviews. As a student, should that be something that if I'm interviewing at school X, I, I go and find out how they interview so that I can prepare specifically for that type of interview? Uh, no, I would not try to target a school and, and try to figure out ahead of time uh, which which is the way you do it. I mean, you could probably find that information out quite easily by you know looking on the internet or talking with students who have already uh, gone there. Uh, I would just say that in your in your preparation for for mock orals uh, that you could you could do that. So you know the multiple mini interview is becoming more popular at, at some schools um, or at, at schools throughout the country. Um, where really they'll essentially have anywhere from six to 10 timed uh, section uh, sessions, stations, I should say, uh, that applicants rotate through. And at each station, the applicants present it with a question or a scenario or a task to do. And, um, and you know, it's, it's just another means of trying to assess that applicant. And uh, I think by just being prepared in general, um, by being informed, uh, I think that that's really the best you're going to be able to do. Um, I think that uh, trying to assess your communication skills is an important thing. And if an applicant feels that they just don't have good communication skills, that's something they should work on because it's a, it's an important aspect of being a physician. And that's why uh, these mock interviews will help. If you are someone who answers every question with a yes or no, and no more than that. Or if you're someone who uh, can't focus on the question being asked or you ramble on forever, those are things that can hurt you. And you really won't notice if you're doing it unless somebody actually tells you. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessary for you to have to, I think it could make you more anxious if you are overly planning for each school to try to decide what's their format, how many people do they do your interview with. You just like in medicine, you need to be able to adapt. You need to be flexible. Be yourself. I think if you focus on being yourself, uh, being affable, smiling, uh, you know, you uh, you should do that. I, I give you a, a an interesting story. Um, there was a student that I interviewed for medical school at WashU who became one of our medical students and was really one of uh, a student who came to me throughout medical school at times just for advice. And, um, and he went to one of his residency interviews and after a couple interviews, he didn't feel like it was going well. And he asked if, you know, he could sit down with me and, and talk about the interview process. And he came basically dressed like a mock interview, dressed very nice in a suit. And, And I went through and I did do a mock interview. And when it was done, I asked him, I said, how did, how did you, when you interviewed with me for medical school, um, were you nervous? And he said, no, I wasn't. And I said, why? And he says, well, you know, I didn't feel nervous because of the way you asked the questions and you didn't make the experience nervous. I said, okay. Um, but this interview that we just did, uh, you seemed nervous. You seemed more tense than what I remember three years ago when you interviewed for medical school here. And what do you think the difference is? And, and what I noticed about his, his demeanor was that he was very, um, very kind of stiff 
and very serious. Not that you need to be, you know, uh, cracking jokes or being, <laughs> but he was very, very serious. And he was going into a surgical specialty and he, and he said to me, well, you know, I'm going to be a surgeon and they're serious. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, yeah, but, but you're not a surgeon yet, are you? And I said, you know, the thing that you don't understand is that you're not displaying who you are as a person. You're not, you're not showing me that the person that I interviewed that I like and that I know, and I know you now, you know, pretty well for a faculty member. This isn't you. This interview was not you. And I said, you just need to be yourself, you know, um, be affable. Let them see the personality, why you would be a good fit for their residency program. And if you do that, you're going to shine because your application speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he went on his next two interviews and he said they went, went fantastic. He said it was, very, it was a very different experience for him as well. He didn't feel so anxious. And so if you go in with the, with the thought that I'm going to be professional, but I'm also going to be myself, you know, there's room for gentle humor. There's room for, it's okay uh, to, to let it be, you know, uh, a flexible interview where, where you laugh at something. That's all right. That's okay. And when you, when you just maybe loosen up a little bit, um, I think the interview goes out well, go, goes over very well. So ha- having a pre-med here loosen up a little bit, is not the easiest yeah. thing in the world yes. for them. This right. is, this is yeah. life or death getting yes. into medical school. Yes. Right. <laughs> it, you know, and, but the, the, the point is, is the whole point of the interview is us, getting to know you as a person. And um, ultimately, I like to end uh, the interview experience by thinking, if I were a student in this class, in this medical school, would I want this individual in my class? You know, are they going to be a good fit for us? And, uh, you know, and I, and I think that if you are at a school where you do interview with a student, and some schools will have you interview with a medical student, um, I think that's what they're probably trying to assess is, you know, your fit um, there. And uh, there's nothing better than just trying to, to, you know, to connecting with a person. That connection is what each party wants. And it starts out from the minute that you shake their hand and you make good eye contact, Um, you know. So so those are some definitely some do's. And then there's some don'ts as well, you know, that you want to avoid. Like I'm what? sure you're going to ask me about those. Yeah, let's let's talk about some don'ts. So, um, well, number one is uh, you. Um, we mentioned before you want to come prepared. You want to know the school, the city. So you don't want to be asking questions that you could easily uh, find on the website. What's what's the weather like here in the summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, you want to have questions at the end, but not too many. Uh, so you know, likewise. As an applicant, you don't want to feel like you're being psychoanalyzed. You don't want to psychoanalyze your interviewer at the end. Uh, you uh, want to avoid one-word answers. Um, you want to be able to really think about your answer. Uh, you don't want to ramble. Uh, don't interrupt the interviewer. Take time to, to, to answer the question. Uh, and if they're asking a question, wait. Wait until, until they're done. Um, the other thing is don't just blurt out an answer if you don't know uh, what you're going to say or where you're going with it. And then where that's really going to come into play is when you do have a question like, tell, tell me your opinion on the, 
you know, the PPACA. Well, hopefully you've thought about that enough that you, you can kind of start down that path. But if you do get a question that you are totally not prepared for, it's totally appropriate to take a minute and to think about it. Uh, because what you're demonstrating is that you're, you're, you're going to have a thoughtful response. It's, it's okay uh, to not um, just kind of you know, blurt things out. The, uh, the other thing is make sure that you, you know your, your research and your activities uh, well. If you come in and you do not know, uh, you do not remember what your research was about three years ago, that's, that's not good either. Um, and be prepared to discuss those things. Uh, you also want to make sure that you're a very honest and straightforward in your interview. If you put down in your interview that you, on your application that you speak fluent Spanish, uh, you know, you could be assigned to someone who also speaks fluent Spanish and who may start the interview out in Spanish, you know, uh, and if you don't know, uh, that, that fluency, that's important. Um, you know, if you say that you're, you know, you love Bruce Springsteen, uh, that person may say, my God, I love them too. What, what are your top favorite songs? Five songs that you love, uh, about Bruce Springsteen, you know, those are, uh, those are things. The other, other kind of, uh, things I think, um, or what I, I think of as interview killers. Uh, and this is what I tell, tell our students is, um, number one, uh, never curse. Um, you know, a student may feel like they've developed such a rapport with the, with the interviewer that they, they get too loose, you know, and they, they drop a word or two that really is completely inappropriate. That's a, that's a no, no. Um, bringing up an inappropriate topic, uh, bringing up something that just is, is, uh, you know, very inappropriate. Um, and, uh, that would make the interview uncomfortable. Um, bad mouthing a, uh, another professor or another school is another thing that's not a good idea. I don't know if I'd say these are, you know, this is necessarily an interview killer, but if you were, if you were asked a question, for example, you know, what was your least favorite, um, uh, course in college? And you said, you know, I just could not stand organic chemistry. We have a professor named Dr. Johnson. I cannot stand the man. Uh, I just can't No. You don't, you don't go down that route, you know, uh, instead, just like anything, uh, instead think about what things you may have learned. You may say, I found organic chemistry very difficult, but I learned over time, uh, how to adapt to, you know, the, what, what was required of us for that course, you know, uh, that I think is a huge thing. And then one thing that is a definite interview killer is arrogance. If, uh, if you, somehow come across as, um, you know what, I'm all that. And, and, uh, I'm getting in here. So let's just get through this, this, uh, you know, process, uh, that is, is really a negative. So realize that your application is, is there, it's been reviewed, or if it's a blind interview, it will be reviewed, but you do not need to, to brag about anything in your application. Uh, realize that the interview process is not, uh, to find out, you know, all that about your, your academics, it may be to clarify some things, maybe to explore things more in depth, but really, like I said, it's more for each to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and that's, that's really it. 
You may have some hypothetical questions that you're asked at some. Like I said, I, I tend to avoid those. Um, but that's where mock interviews can 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 help. Um, you know, if you were in this situation, how would you how would you handle this? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then I would also say that kind of backtracking, going back to the night before when you're with students, uh, be engaged with the people that you're with, but also listen. Take time to listen. You know, in general, people like to talk about what they do and what interests them. And so if you have an applicant or you have a a first year medical student who's trying to tell you about something they love and you cut them off and you want to do, you know, you're just you're you're also not really demonstrating uh, the kind of skills that you that 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 fellow students would want in a school. So it may not hurt, hurt, you know, harm you doing it with your your medical student, but you wouldn't want to do that with the, with the, during the interview either. And then essentially just be positive and friendly. If you are someone who can come off as very negative, um, I think that's the thing. And then one other, one other thing that's a little uncomfortable is, um, is crying during the interview. Um, that, that can happen um, where a, a student's asked a question and it brings up a, um, a memory or it brings up something in the past and they want to talk about it and it just makes, you know, the person very, I would say if, if there is a certain topic, um, that, that triggers that I would uh, avoid trying to bring that up. I, I don't think that's, you know, again, this is advice, general advice across the board. And, um, some students may feel that, well, if I cried, then it's actually showing my empathic nature. Uh, but you, you know, everyone can view that a little bit differently. So if you know that you're going to, um, if you write in your personal statement about some deeply, deeply, uh, heart wrenching experience, there's a high likelihood that's going to come up in the interview. Mm -hmm. And then if that's going to trigger you to break down, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't go there in my personal statement. So, so think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Or, or bring lots of tissues. (laughs) <laughs> yes, right, right. Awesome. Yes. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that um, a, a student can can mess up on, but I I think for the most part, if if you have gone through life and you are quote unquote a normal human being and can communicate yes. well, then be yourself, relax, yes. you'll be fine. Right. I agree. And and just you know, if you if you think of of some major things. Uh, major bullet points is uh, be yourself, smile, uh, don't speak too fast, uh, listen to the question, and uh, be prepared in the other ways about informed about the school. And I think you're going to be fine. The mock interview, that's why it's crucial. And you may find as a student that you need more than one mock interview because you really picked up on some things. And that that allows you to really just kind of, you know, uh, go in even more confident. I like it. So interview day is over, but the process isn't done yet. There's, there's a recommendation to send your interviewer a thank you letter. Right. And thank them for their time and, and the communication and making everything a happy go kind of lucky place. Right. We have technology these days. Does (laughs) the, does the, 
does the letter, this thank you letter, have to be snail mailed, or can an email suffice these I, days? I think an email is fine. Okay, you know, I, I do. I think, um, you know, in some ways, an email actually may be a better way uh, because if you're going to send a a hard copy thank you card to uh, your interviewer, which is totally appropriate. And I think, honestly, if you're concerned about that, you can do both. You really can. But I would say doing a, an email is is really a good idea in addition to the card and that the card is not a absolute necessity. Uh, but I think the email is a good idea, and I'll tell you why. If you're sending a hard copy, a thank you note, Ideally, everything you send, all correspondence, you want in your in your file. And if it goes through the admissions office, the admissions office will put that in your file. They'll know that you've communicated with the university. But if you're sending your thank you note to, um, you know, Dr. So-and-so and his office location is two buildings over from, uh, from the admissions office, that person may or may not uh, be able to get that, you know, that thank you card over to the admissions office to put in your file. I think it's a little bit more hit or miss. And so if you're corresponding with the school, that electronic communication will, will definitely be, you know, it, it, more likely that it'll be forwarded uh, to the, you know, to the admissions office from that, from that interviewer. Uh, and if a student wants to thank both the interviewer and, you know, use the general committee address, you know, the, the general uh, admissions office address, that's fine too. Okay. One other question as we wrap up. If I'm interviewing with you, and this is the place that I've dreamt about going my whole entire life, is it appropriate or is there a role for letting the admissions committee members know, hey, I want to go here. This is my number one, without a doubt. Accept me and I'll accept you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with uh, demonstrating that, that this is a school for you. I think you just have to... to um, to be a little cautious and not being overbearing in the whole process. Uh, you, if you told a, uh, during your interview, if you should have some opportunity to really kind of express your interest, uh, it's very, very likely that you will be asked a question. Uh, so what do you know about WashU or how did you hear about us? That's what I mean when I'm, when I'm interviewed, I'll ask that commonly, you know, why did you apply to us? Um, and that would be a good opportunity for a student to say, you know, I've really wanted to go here. I've had some students that say, you know, I, this is in my top, you know, three for my undergrad. And, and, you know, I have, you know, friends who go here and I've heard so many great things about it. And so I think there are windows of opportunity for you to be able to do that during your interview in kind of a more subtle fashion. Um, now, when it comes to uh, follow up information to the school. I do think it's a good thing for a student to express their interest in a school, but you want to be careful about, uh, you know, if you truly know that this is, you know, your, this particular school is the school you want to go to. And you state that in your, in your letter. Uh, Some refer to that as a letter of intent, although it's, I don't think there's really a a genuine, you know, a true letter of intent, but, uh, but if, if you state that, that, uh, you know, if offered an acceptance here, I would I would turn down all their offers. I wouldn't say that in my initial communication thank you note uh, necessarily, but but maybe in a follow up to the school six or eight weeks later, 
um, you want to mean it. You don't want to send that same letter to, to eight schools. You know, you send that to the one school and, 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 you know, you really have to, it's a small environment. You know, you want to make sure that you're, you're, uh, you're being genuine about that. If uh, I think it's fine for you to tell multiple schools that I, I really enjoyed the experience and I'd be honored to be a medical school uh, student uh, if accepted, you know, that's, that's fine as well. Um, so that kind of goes into the follow-up correspondence that you do. When do you follow up with a, a school? Uh, I think when you have something to update the school, that's a, a good idea. Maybe six to eight weeks after your interview, and you've already sent a thank you note, you know, immediately after your interview. Uh, and then you can briefly update uh, your put an update to your application. But I would not make this a, a long letter. Uh, you know, another two-page letter. I've even had some students say, can I send in uh, another letter of recommendation from somebody? You know, no, you don't, you don't do that either. You know, you don't continue to send letters after, after the initial application. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I mean, expressing your interest is fine. Just, just, you want to, you want to make sure you're not, uh, not overbearing with it. All right, folks. Again, Dr. Greg Politis from Wash U in St. Louis. Amazing interview, tons of great information. I hope you found that very useful. If you did find it useful, go ahead and leave us a comment. If you have any questions, comments, or any other thoughts, go to the specific show notes page for this page, medicalschoolhq.net slash 91. If you have any questions for me specifically, you can email me, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. You can go say hi to us on Twitter. I am at medicalschoolhq on Twitter. And if you want to leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. All of those ratings and reviews, tell Apple and tell iTunes that you like us and that other people should find us. You can go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes to leave a review. It only takes a second of your time. Okay, maybe a little more than a second, but we're at episode 91. We want to do something special for episode 100. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. What should we do for episode 100? Email me with the subject episode 100. As always, I hope you got a ton of great information out of the show today, and I hope to see you next time here at the Medical School Headquarters.